This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Allow me to throw out a howdy, which we do occasionally. Welcome to a brand new week, everybody. It's After 9, the podcast. Howdy, folks. I used to have to say that. I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I worked... Uh, you know I worked at Montana's. I've talked about it several times on the podcast before. But anyway, I think you've it, got PTSD to be honest with you because you bring that up a lot. Well, because yeah, it is a PTSD thing. Because the howdy folks, we used to have to say it anyway. It just reminds me of that we used to have to say it when people came in, it had to be a howdy folks, which hmm. is dumb, very uh, unnatural. Uh, there's certain restaurants that come with that sort of thing that you have to do. I mean, if at one point Montana's wanted you to throw out a howdy, That's I imagine fine. if you go to like. A, uh, Jack Astor's back in the day was probably a, hey, fuck you. Have a seat. You know? <laughs> yes. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Krabby Joe's too. Krabby Joe's was infamous for that. Like if we're too crabby, you know, go fuck yourself. We don't care. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I loved that. I wish I had that kind of a premise, but that's why you might catch me saying y'all, but, but a howdy folks reminds me of that too. Yeah. We uh, discovered we have some DMs that we didn't know about. See, here's the problem is Facebook sucks. And we don't like using it very much. So people have been DMing the Scott and Cat Facebook page, which you're welcome to join. Just no guarantee that we'll read your DMs in a timely fashion. So we found a bunch of DMs in there. We're going to blow through those before we get to the award-winning content that we've got prepared for you Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Can I do one? Uh, in, in all fairness, though, we've never won an award for the content. Not yet. Not yet. It's got to be coming. Um, Shannon has a question for you. Can I, can I read this one to you? Sure. This is actually one of the more recent ones, and there's some that are older we'll get to in just a sec. Um, Shannon, good morning. I listened to, yes, to the po- yesterday's podcast at the time. I'm loving the new commercial for Manscaped. Scott, how close of a shave can you get? I've been doing full Brazilians for, for seven years now. That's how smooth I want my man's junk to be. Yeah. He refuses to wax. I'm considering the manscape for him. He's super lazy. So you know his super laziness gets him less play. Hashtag annoyed girlfriend. Can't wait to download today's podcast. Welcome back. Missed you both. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, Manscaped is good. They came on as a podcast sponsor last month. And from what I understand, a lot of people are pretty happy with their uh, uh, lawnmower 3.0 trimmer that they've got. It actually is really quiet. Like what I say in the commercial is legit. I have one. They sent it to me, in all fairness. Uh, I didn't pay for it, but um, it works pretty well. The thing about Manscaped is with no razor, are you going to get that Brazilian feel? And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I get that you want your guy's junk to be smooth. I totally get it. But I also don't blame your boyfriend for not wanting to wax. Listen, the hair on a man's balls or the skin around a guy's nuts, that's incredibly sensitive. And when you go in and get your your Brazilians and stuff like that, I get that that too is sensitive area. But you're not going right into the private parts to get that hair out of there with the wax. For guys, it's right on their junk. They got to put that strip there and then they rip it off. I mean, you know how a Brazilian's done. You don't want to get waxed on your dick. But it still still hurts. It still hurts like holy hell. 
any waxing hurts. I get it. But I think for guys, it's a little unrealistic to expect them to wax. And if you go the Brazilian route, I don't know. Uh, As far as this trimmer is concerned, it's actually quite good. And the nice thing is it's virtually impossible to cut yourself. So I've had a number of shavers over the years. Some of them good, some of them bad. This one is good, though. It's got a good long battery. I love that it's got a light built into it. I mean, you can actually see what you're doing, which helps out a lot, believe it or not. And because it's hard for a guy to see the underside of his nuts when he's trying to shave them. I hope this isn't too much information, by the way, here, guys. But I firmly believe that all guys should be manscaping. You can't expect your girl to take care of her area down there and then just have a giant fucking bush growing yourself. So get a razor and clean it up. Uh, Manscaped goes pretty close. I I don't know exactly how close you want it. Uh, We're talking like less than a millimeter, though. It it certainly looks a lot better, and you can get a pretty close shave. If you want to be bald, bald, and smooth, you're going to have to wax. But otherwise, for general day-to-day, just keeping it up, I think this trimmer is good. And if you use the promo code AFTER9, there's a deal. Uh, What is the deal? Free shipping and 20% off your order, I think it is. No, right on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. Um, And if I can, to the ladies out there who are have have thoughts and concerns on waxing, and they're like, I hate doing it, but I hate hair. Laser. Get a laser. Worth every penny. Laser is worth every penny. I don't even remember the last time I bought razor blades. Nope, don't even remember. So I do strongly recommend it. Is it a little painful? Yeah, but but it's here and there, and then it's over, and then. Again, then you don't even have to buy a razor again in your life. So I love that. Let me ask you some questions about that then, because I tried to get laser done and it was an endorsement deal at our old station that I had with a laser clinic in Yorkville. And what they did was I would go in and I was just getting my neckline done because I get probably twice as many haircuts as I actually need simply because I just want my neckline cleaned oh, up. Okay. Yeah. I don't like that hair on the on the back of my neck. So I was getting laser done. And unfortunately, this was like seven, eight years ago. Mm. I was halfway through the treatments. And then I left the company and went to work at a different station. So I never got to finish it. But when I went in, they would shave me with a, a straight razor. Yep. So that there was no hair. And then they would put this laser on. And so they would go laser and then move over maybe a centimeter. Laser again. Move over a centimeter. Laser again. Mm -hmm. And every time they did it, it was like, um, is it painful like breaking a bone? No, 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 not at all. But it's very much like having someone constantly snapping an elastic on the back of your neck. It fucking hurt. And I imagine if you get that on your vag, it's going to be the same kind of shocking pain. Yeah. Is that what it's really like still, or have they improved the technology? No, it still hurts. I mean, they're getting rid of hair forever. So they need to get to the follicle, which is why they shave you down first. Or you're, I mean, if you go in shaved, it's better for them, I'm sure, than them having to use a razor on you. But you go in completely shaved so that the laser machine can at- detect the follicle. And that's basically what they'll blow. They blow up the follicle basically with the, la- with the laser. So, of course, it's not going to feel pleasant, um, although some people do find it pleasant feeling but it's worth the pain in my opinion it's worth the pain because you're sitting there and it happens really quick you're in and out in like 15 minutes a session depending on your skin type too it does depend on your skin type i know lasers have come a long way even since i did a few years ago there's new technology constantly so depending on your skin sensitivity it can you have to go back every couple weeks or whatever and you do that for a span of let's say 12 weeks and then you're done then you're done that's it okay is has the price come down? Because I remember when I was going, they were charging me like 
like in and around a hundred bucks a session. And they said I would need about eight or nine sessions for the hair to be completely gone. So that was like a $900 proposition. And I'm sure I would have saved that on haircuts in just a matter of a couple of years. But uh, is it still that kind of price? Yeah, I mean, shop around. I would definitely suggest to shop around. Don't just go with the first place you hear of and, and just ask them. And usually if you get it in bundles, you do save money that way. So let's say... Um, I know you as a guy, I don't know what you would consider doing other than the back of your neck, but let's say you have arm hair that bothers you. I don't know. So you would ask, what's that? The taint. Some guys would get the taint done. Well, no, some guys get the whole balls done. Of course. My, my laser girl, she would tell me stories about guys, obviously never naming names, but she would tell me what they do. And I always asked her, is that awkward? Cause she said that she'd have to like flop it back and forth to get to the right spots to laser him. And his ass. Another one, like, women would come in with their men to get their backs lasered all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, all the yeah. time. If you've got back hair, because that's not the kind of thing that you can just trim up it's on your own. It's not easy, yeah. So, yeah, laser's probably worth it get for it that. Get it done. If, you, if it bothers you enough, Scott, it's worth the money, in my opinion. And you also have to think about the tediousness, the task of it. You save time in the shower. I mean, there's a lot of bonuses to it, and it lasts a long, long time. About After about 10 years, sometimes, you do have to go back for like a quick touch-up, just because a little bit there's a little bit of regrowth sometimes, because they can't catch every single follicle. There's a lot of follicles, depending on what area of your body. But I you know it's interesting and like i said technology constantly changes so i would continue to look into it if you are looking into it or thinking about it and again ask about bundling because a lot of places it might be you know 900 bucks for you to get your neck done at the end of the day by the time it's all done but if you decide to add this to it it's going to be fourteen hundred dollars but you'll have both of these done so anyway just I, I my suggestion to you is ask around ask people who personally had it done and get their advice and opinions on it okay that's good uh next dm uh, Scott and Kat just finished listening to podcast 78, where you were talking about the uncle who streamed porn in front of his family. Remember that story? Oh shit. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I like this. I'd like to share a personal story that relates. Okay. We love that. We love that. This is from Greg. The early 2000s, while in university, I was working as a manager for Cineplex and we were showing a WWF pay-per-view event after the last match ended, instead of seeing credits, uh, on the broadcasting event. It cut straight to porn. No. Imagine a theater filled with parents and children in shock at what was on the ginormous screen. Funny part is we couldn't get into the booth to shut it off. The other manager on duty with me had the keys and was on break. We were... (laughs) Wow. It was so much fun dealing with 100 pissed off parents. Good times. How does that... And again, like, how, how, how? How does that happen? Did somebody switch it intentionally or was it the feed they were getting from WWE or, oh, I don't even understand how that could have happened. That's a, that's a messed up situation. But yeah, that's when, oh, you're going to have to deal with complaints, especially if there was parents there with kids. I mean, it's one thing if you've got a bunch of 20 to 40 something year old guys sitting in the theater watching WrestleMania, it's something completely different if there's a bunch of kids in there. Yeah. That's traumatizing. And then you don't forget that big-ass penis on a screen or the big-ass boobs in your face on a screen. You can't unsee that. And you're with your parents. Like, the kids must have been like, what is happening? Damn. <laughs> That's bad for everybody. Um, Christine, a message from Christine. Your After 9 podcast on Kijiji was so funny, I had to share with my brother. My brother owns rental properties and often faces the same Kijiji challenges. He sent me a message uh, after he had posted a new rental listing. He said he received a message within the first 30 minutes, and it was in a different language. So he used Google Translate to decipher it. And at the end, he said, can you guess? 
hey, is this still available? He replied and never heard back, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. That's the worst. Thanks, Christine. Uh, That's great. Uh, Any more to do here? Um, that's it. I think that's good for now because we ought to, we do have to get on to some other stuff. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things going on. Uh, I'm having a again. God, I went down the rabbit hole. I responded to a comment on my daily COVID post. Shit. Tell me if there's anything to this here. Okay. So every day on scottandcat.ca, I do like a summary of all the different COVID stories that are happening. It's a really good way to just get caught up. And those stories are uh, taken from government sources, from media releases, and from the Canadian press, which is actually where most of the stories come from. So every day it includes the numbers. And we didn't have a very good weekend here in Ontario. In fact, it was downright bad. I'm looking at this now. 204 new cases reported Sunday, 232 cases reported on Saturday. So Diego here says, when are you going to stop the hysteria about cases? It's not about cases, Scott. It's about deaths and those who require hospitalization. Scott, you're in a position to make this the norm on your show and perhaps be the first that counters the narrative by reporting those who need to be hospitalized and how much space we have in them. Should we be reporting cases? Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to... here. Yeah, fuck me. All right, let me just say it the way it is here. If you want to hear it the way it is, we have a ton of room in our hospitals, in most cases. In a lot of areas, there are zero people Mm -hmm. hospitalized right now with COVID-19. And for the people who do go into hospital... Doctors have learned so much in the last six months about how to treat critically ill patients. That's part of the reason that we still have capacity in the hospitals, because the numbers were down. Doctors were good at treatment. We're good. But the numbers, the number of daily new infections are a very relevant statistic because as we get more cases, then we have to start looking at critical mass. Back in the spring, certain hospitals in Toronto in particular, I'm thinking about Mount Sinai and I'm thinking about uh, Toronto General, they got real close to critical capacity. And, And it's not just COVID that would bring people to a hospital. It's any number of things with COVID on top of it. So while right now there's not necessarily a problem, They've got to worry that there could be a problem. 200 cases yesterday, 200 cases today, 200 tomorrow, 200 the next day. That all adds up to thousands of sick people. And if we know that, uh, what is it, uh, 1% of people or 3% of people require hospitalization, 1% of those people will die, uh, that becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. And frankly, we can't have a ton of ambulances on redirect or driving around aimlessly with sick people in the back or broken bones or gunshots or stab wounds in the back waiting for a bed to open up at the first hospital. We just can't get to that point in the society that we live in. So yeah, we do have to be concerned about the number of daily infections. Having said that, let's be honest. It's a lot better now than it was. Right now, there's not really a problem. But when you look at the curve, so to speak, and I know people are sick of hearing about the curve, you have to worry about what's going to happen with the number of infections. I wasn't particularly worried. In fact, most people weren't at the end of the summer when we were getting Five new cases, seven new cases, 10 new cases, 12 new cases, because the odds of those 10 people infecting anybody else smaller than 200 people potentially infecting other people. Uh, John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, asked a question today 
should we rethink opening up strip clubs? Yeah, there's another fucking outbreak. We should absolutely rethink about whether or not we need strip clubs open right now. And you know what? If they make a conscious decision to keep them open and you've got good reason to do it. okay, All right. Fine. But do they need to be open right now? Yeah. Is there people lined up waiting to get into the rippers? Yeah. And you know what? Scale down everything. And I, we, last week, you know, I was on the fence a little bit, I guess. And I thought, uh, this is a, we're at the point now where we got to watch the numbers in these areas. And if they're getting bad, we need to take them down a notch. Period. The end. Do we go full blown phase two? I don't know. But maybe somewhere in between two and three. Because obviously something is not working. And the message is not getting out to some. And it's fucking it up for everybody else. That's and true. It bothers me because, I mean, you're right, right? All it takes is those several infections. And then those several infections turn into dozens of infections that turn into hundreds of infections, that et cetera, et cetera. And people, I, I don't know if people don't think about the fact that, I mean, we don't have a cure or a vaccine right now. So... It's not going to get better in terms of it's disappeared. Poof. COVID's gone, guys. Everyone chill out. Because I, when I had mentioned something about Halloween last week on the show, someone's like, really? Are we thinking that far ahead? Are we really worried about that right now? Are you fucking ridiculous? It's a month and change away. Do you think we're going to get a vaccine? Everyone's going to have it. Everything's going to work well and everyone's going to be fine. And we're all going to be trick-or-treating door to door. You do have to think about things in advance because it is not disappearing. It is not gone yet. So to anyone who's trying to like push things just a little bit out, a little bit out, there's no fucking point. It is not getting better. People aren't listening fully. Yes, the masks are helping and hopefully more people are going to do that because it's at least going to calm the numbers down, but it's not vanishing. We have to realize this. So don't think that someone posting the numbers is overblowing anything, which is what it seems like this doucher was thinking, basically. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's. We need to keep informed. We need to be informed, I think, because we need to realize, and it really does make a difference for me anyway, and the people around me I know as well, on the decisions we make. Do we actually get together for that dinner? I mean, we were thinking about it, and you know what? A month ago, maybe we would have. Right now, let's just hold off a little bit longer. Let's just see how this goes, because those numbers start to creep just a little bit, and it really means a lot. I asked a question this morning because I honestly didn't know the answer, and and fortunately, some teachers texted into our FM radio show to fill me in on it. Here's the story. They say there are massive backlogs in certain school boards right now to get enrolled in online learning for the first semester. And here's part of the problem. Indecisiveness. There was a lot of people who initially signed their kids up to go back to class. And then for whatever reason, whichever story it was, or maybe it was the numbers daily uh, that came out last week, they changed their mind. So, They're delaying the start of online learning now. You wouldn't have thought the online learning part would be the tricky part. You'd think getting kids into actual school would be the tricky part. But it's the online that's got a waiting list now. Mm -hmm. For example, in the Peel District School Board, 10,000 of the 64,000 students that are currently enrolled in online classes signed up in the last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We asked people at the end of August – To fill out a survey, are you planning to come back to school or are you planning to distance learn? Okay, well, 54,000 people apparently in Peel alone said they'll go to school. The rest were going to distance. No, no, said they were going to distance learn. The rest would go to school. 10,000 people changed their mind in the first week. Mm -hmm. What changed? I think what changed? I think hearing because, you know, from a parent's point of view, I think from hearing different things, it scares people a little bit. And by the way, in Peel, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. The numbers aren't great. Uh, But hearing 
that teachers were struggling to figure out what was going on. Really, there were not a lot of clear answers. And I'm not saying that to be, this is not political at all, but there weren't any clear answers. I know a lot of teacher friends here, anyway, I can speak for this board, that didn't know things until a few days before they had kids there, what, what they were supposed to do. And a lot of them are kind of winging it. And when parents hear that you're winging it and you do have the chance to keep your kids at home, then maybe you opt to do it. And sure, it seems last minute, but when it comes to the health and safety of your kid, I don't think it really matters. People are going to change their mind. And yes, it means it's going to delay because there's a lot of different things that are in play there for those wondering, well, what do, I, what do you mean? They just sign on and then they're good. Why do, why does it need to, why do they need to back up, like back up the enrollment or, or sorry, back up the beginning of, of online classes. There's a lot more to it too, right? You got to pick up your accessories. I think Chromebooks are a big one in a lot of boards, right? So you got to pick up your Chromebook. You got to have the login information. You got to have everything set. And if kids aren't set and ready, they automatically have a bit of a false start at the beginning of this. So they'd much rather, I guess, push everything back to make sure that everyone can be on track at the same time. And if the numbers continue to creep, that number might get bigger too. Who knows? I totally agree with you. Listen, there are... um uh, people who clearly had the option to keep their kid home and for whatever reason still decided to send them to school, uh, they've obviously had a change of heart and that creates problems. So the reason there's a delay in getting online started, and I never even thought of this, the biggest issue right now is that they need to assign teachers to distance learning. I thought, what does it matter if there's 10,000 or 10 people watching this lesson online? It doesn't matter. You still only need one person to direct that Zoom session. A lot of it comes down to marking and stuff like that. When there's assignments, you can't have one teacher marking 500 essays. Mm -hmm. You need a certain number of teachers for a certain number of students, whether it's in class or whether it's distanced. So that's why there's a backlog in all of this. And and I think that's going to continue. I can see more people pulling their kids out of the actual school and going to the online school. What's weird is they've actually got like principals and vice principals and all sorts of fucking people for these distance schools. I'm not exactly sure why, but eh, whatever. I'm not in education. I don't pretend to understand how the system works completely, but uh, it's a pretty expensive endeavor. I'll tell you that. Uh, Over the weekend, over the weekend, a couple of things came up. So let me run down a couple of stories. Uh, You let me know if you need any assistance with this. And I should tell you that coming up at the end of this podcast, we will replay missed connections from our FM morning show. Am I crazy or does it seem like we haven't done missed connections in a while? Well, we did them like two. Well, Labor there was Labor Day last week, so we didn't do them then. We did do it the week before, but then we were off every Monday in August. So we did one. Yeah, in the last couple of months, basically. But it's back and it will be at the end of this. There's a betting site that wants to get a little attention for themselves. They're trying to figure out where America's best cheeseburger is. So they're hiring someone, and it's kind of a promo. You have to go to their website and apply for the gig. They're going to pay you a little bit to do it, but they're going to pay all of your expenses to basically travel around and try different cheeseburgers. And then eventually, by the time your tour of duty is done, you will crown the best cheeseburger in America. Are you interested? No. Oh, God, no. Any, no, no, none of it appeals to me. No. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't travel for food. You know me. And even for five, for $500, that's not a lot of money either. No, it's only $500 salary, but you get your expenses reimbursed and things like that. I think that's pretty good. I think that's fine. Uh, vinyl albums, records, outsold CDs. Last week, huh. for the first time since the 80s. Yeah, I did not hear that. 
Why are people That's buying so cool. many vinyl? Is That's it because cool. they made that impulse buy at Walmart or Future Shop and bought a record player and now realize they need something to play on it? Yeah, may, you know, they're, they're, I know people who have collected it for years and years and years and they only collect certain sizes. And I'm not really super familiar with the record world, I'll be honest with you. But I know there's certain sizes, right? you got to have the... The th- whatever the fourteens, the tens, that's what I collect. That's what I do. So they will go on a hunt for it. And it's funny because the last time I was at Beat Goes On, which was a long time ago, but by that I mean like six months more, probably pre-COVID, right? I had asked about the records because they're taking over half the store. Our records, and then there's DVDs and but no CDs, I think anymore, or barely any of that. And I remember asking, like, is, what's your number one seller? And it's records. People come from far away to get a particular record, and it keeps those stores going, he said. He's like, if it wasn't for that, my store would have shut down a long time ago. Is this newly, uh, I don't know if it's an increased uh, interest or if it's a nostalgia thing or if it's just cool. Yeah, I know younger people who are into it. They say it's a certain sound that they're listening for. And like you said, they got a record player. So now what are you going to do? Well, let's find out what's on vinyl. And even the newer stuff is on vinyl now. So... I think that's kind of neat, isn't it? It's it's interesting. I think it's interesting, too. Um, I always used to think it was inferior. I always thought, why the hell would you want to listen to something on a record when you could listen to it on a CD? Until somebody pointed out to me the sound quality of a record is actually probably better because yeah. it's not as compressed as a CD and definitely not as compressed as an MP3. If you just want good sound... Eh, you should probably go to vinyl because you hear a lot more in that that you can't necessarily hear in a digital format. Mm-hmm. So, hey, if you're collecting records, mm, okay, I- I've kind of kind of evolved on that. I used to have a great CD collection, and before that, I had a decent record collection. I even had some great albums on tape. Uh, now you can just stream everything, and I don't see the point in spending money to own it anymore. Yeah, do you get rid There's of your stuff? There's not a song in the world that I can't call up online in seconds. And do you get rid of your stuff? Let me ask you. Because my husband has a real trouble just getting rid of this stupid box of CDs. Like, I've gotten rid of all my crap. All mine's gone. But he wants to keep it for some, oh, memories to look back on. Who gives a sh- Really? I don't know. Maybe he's right. Maybe one day down the line, 25 years from now, we'll have a great time looking through this box of CDs. Do you keep yours? I have them somewhere. So you do have them. I uh, somewhere. I mean, I uh, I when I was DJing quite a bit, and yes, before I was on the radio, I did DJ. I've got a couple of binders. Remember the binders where you could put four <laughs> yeah, CDs per page? Of course. Do you have? A, was it a zip up? Oh, it was a zip up. <laughs> yep. I have about uh, Case Logic, I think it was. <laughs> I've got probably about eight of those, and I think they're in the garage or in the basement or something. And I spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on that collection now. I don't know what the point is. I mean, if I actually do go out and do an event, and I will occasionally, if it's a friend or if the money's right, I'll still do a wedding or a corporate event. Um, If somebody asks me for a song I don't have, it's so fucking easy to just play it off of Spotify. You know, I don't know why I spent money buying this shit because now it's basically useless and there's a lot of other ways that you can get those songs. Uh, anyway, vinyl, outselling CDs for the first time since the 80s. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day 
at sax.com. Wow, that's cool. How about uh, Chris Evans's dick? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that segue. By the way, how about that Chris Evans and his dick? <laughs> um, this is great. We can do this uncensored now because we were talking about it through the morning and it's so difficult sometimes because I want to say things and I don't and you want to say things and you can't. Uh, Chris Evans. Okay. So Chris Evans was trending on Twitter. Uh, I think it was worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, definitely in Canada and definitely in the US. But anyway, so he accidentally shared a dick pic. And here's how, and you're wondering, how do you accidentally share a dick pic? How does that happen? So here's yeah. how it happened. I'm wondering that too. You know, I don't like these. I don't get it because I don't use these. I think it's an app that helps you to share things in real time. Why you don't just post it, post the story or video itself, I don't know. But I guess you can basically have screenshot of your phone in real time playing things, right? And show you scrolling and things like that. So some people, I guess, like it. Chris doesn't anymore. Um, but what happened was he was going to play a video Uh, on his phone that was saved to his camera roll. And it was a video of him and his family of all things playing heads up, (laughs) which the irony on that is great. (laughs) So when the video finished up and it was all cute and the family was laughing, it was a fun little video. It quickly, the video quickly went back to his camera roll. And when you went to the camera roll, you saw all of his last like nine to 12 images and videos. And one of them was most definitely a dick. It was a silhouette of a dick that was definitely fully erect. <laughs> and people caught on to it really quick. Hey, at the end, we saw your camera roll. What the fuck is this? And he went, oh, shit, no doubt. Deleted it. But you know how it works. People, people sc- saw his dick and thought, I'm keeping this. Yeah, they screenshot it. It's been shared. It's out there. It's not gone. Um, Chris, though, I feel bad for him. Like, I do have a tendency to feel bad when when stuff like this happens. This was not intentional. Maybe he took a photo. Some people are suggesting that he has the automatic save to camera roll from Snapchat, for example. So mm-hmm. for those that don't have that, right, you think this is the perfect place to like post a po- photo of my junk, send it to my girlfriend or whatever, and it's gone. But sometimes if it saves to camera roll, no, it's not gone. It's on your camera roll. So maybe that was the case. Maybe he does like saving pictures of his dick. And I should mention there's other pictures on that camera roll of like just him. And I don't know if like he uses them for press and publicity and he needs to have pictures of himself like that but anyway obviously the dick was the main embarrassment so he hasn't said a word like he hasn't tweeted he hasn't posted anything since his brother though i love this brothers eh? dicks his brother scott evans tweeted the next day Hey, was off social media for the day yesterday. So what did I miss? <laughs> knowing exactly what was happening, knowing exactly what was happening. So um, I don't know. I have a tendency to feel bad. He's Captain America. You know, he wants, I think he wants that squeaky clean image. He does a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for like children's make a wish and things like that. And he's a great, he seems like a really great guy. Obviously he, Kate, newsflash. Chris Evans has a dick, everyone. I know. I know. You're shocked. Chris Evans probably likes to have sex with that dick and use that dick for sex. Do all kinds of things with that dick. It's like a big dick. You could do a lot of stuff with that. You could probably lift things and, and uh, it probably does more than the average one. It was big. He uses that as a crane. I don't know what he yeah. does with his dick. That's his own personal choice and his own. That's for him. His dick is for him. But unfortunately, this weird turn of events has turned it into... Chris Evans' penis, like everywhere you go online, 
was talking about it this weekend and kind of still continues to trickle into Monday's news, I'll be honest with you, um, everywhere I go and everywhere where I look. But I, I don't know if he'll... Does he need to release a statement on it? Like, what do you think? Let's say you are Chris Evans, PR. You are the guy. He calls you, Scott. Fuck. Dude, I fucked up. What do I do? Yeah. It's a real problem, uh, depending on your perspective on things. Listen, he doesn't have to have that squeaky clean image. And, and you know what? Most kids that like the Captain America movies would never know anyway. If you're an adult who likes Captain America, uh, what's the big deal that you know what his dick looks like? If it's even his. If it's even his. Okay, you bring up an interesting point. Would you have a picture of another guy's dick on your phone? Why would I have a picture of somebody else's <laughs> oh, dick? Well, you on suggested my phone? it was someone else's dick. I, I don't know. Don't... Maybe they were having like a big dick contest and, <laughs> and, and he took a picture of it. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Could you imagine that's what he goes with? Guys, the dick is not mine. Okay? Yes, I have a dick. <laughs> that dick's not mine. That dick's someone else's. Uh, Who cares? I mean, he's shit. got a dick. Move on. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty embarrassed, I think. Uh, and I don't blame him for being embarrassed at it. If you just meant to to do something completely innocent, fine. But is there any possibility he did it intentionally? Because he wanted that reputation that so many others uh, out there have. Like, everybody knows John Hamm has got a rock. Oh, no, that guy fucking does it on purpose. That guy doesn't wear underwear, and he purposely, I think, he know, he knows people watch for it, and he keeps doing it. See, so it's maybe different. Chris Evans no. wants to be known as that guy who's I, packing. No, because I think he would have done something a lot more subtle than accidentally posted a picture of him possibly holding, I don't know, his dick. Like, not, no, I don't, I don't, really, truly don't see that. He just has, he has a new girlfriend. I think this might have been one of those, hey, guy, hey, girl, like, we don't get to see each other face to face as much right now. Here's something hey, to girl. remember me by. You know, maybe it was one of those. If she asked for it, fine. But as we've said many times before... <laughs> Don't send unsolicited dick pics. I kind of feel like a victim here, too, because I did not ask to see Chris Evans' dick this morning, but I woke up and boom, <laughs> there it was. No, is that it, a turn on for girls? Like if they see a picture of a dick, is it like Scott, ooh, getting a little warm? You just just follow the tweets on this one. And there's a lot of thirsty girls like a lot. And, and men, thirsty girls and guys both that are really enjoying that they got to see that. Huh? Yep. All right. Okay, fine. Uh, last but certainly not least, before we get to the replay of Missed Connections, uh, a woman has been caught pulling an insurance scam. We know there's a lot of people who will claim, oh, I found a glass in my food, and, and they'll sue the insurance company mm-hmm. of the restaurant or whatever. There's a ton of different scams. People do it with cars. It seems like in Peel, for some reason, all the time. They'll intentionally crash into somebody so they can get a new car from the insurance company. It happens. This woman took it to a whole new level. She's a 22-year-old, and she is from Slovenia. Early last year, she went to the hospital with a bad gardening accident. She accidentally cut off her left hand with a saw. What? Yeah. Now, surgeons were able to reattach it, but it doesn't quite work like it used to. After the accident, she filed claims with five insurance companies. She'd gotten policies with all of them about a year earlier. She made $1.2 million for losing a limb. (gasps) But that's a little fishy, right? After you uh, took out five insurance policies, you accidentally cut off a limb? Yep, that's totally fishy to me. 
So they did an investigation, and police have concluded she cut off her hand on purpose <gasps> for the insurance money. Fuck. On Friday, she was sentenced to two years in prison for insurance fraud. Her boyfriend got three years for apparently masterminding the scam and convincing her to do it. Whoa! Whoa! This is fucked up! How do you convince someone you're in a relationship with You know, money's pretty tight, but there's a way that we could have a lot of money real easy. You're going to have to cut off your hand, though. Wow. And to actually go through with it. To do it. Like, I I don't think anybody listening right now has ever tried to cut through any part of a body, but it's not easy as I understand it. That's hardcore to cut off your own hand for the insurance money. Wow, that is and intense. Who and I mean, it, I would say who does that? These guys. <laughs> is it weird that he got more time than she? Yeah, I mean, that is weird. You have to really prove some strong manipulation in order to get that as a sentence. She will be in jail for a couple of years now, not doing much with her left hand. Right hand still fine though. And on that, we will wrap it up for today, but we've got lots more After 9 podcasts coming out this week. Hey, everybody, hit that subscribe button, and if you need to reach us for any reason, just ask yourself first if it's important, and then you can send that to <laughs> Well, I mean, shit. <laughs> well, some people will send us DMs, and all it'll say is, that was funny. And I'm thinking, what were you listening to? What part was funny? I, and I try and piece it together. So give us a little, little context, a little information. At Scott Fox on air or at Cat on air on Instagram is the best way to reach us. And is that it? Yeah. Well, and as promised, uh, my friends, uh, Monday. So that means missed connections. Here you go. Okay. A couple of observations. Number one, this piano's heavy. I haven't played this in a couple of weeks, but I'm ready to go now with a brand new edition of Missed Connections. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. Actually... I thought when you moved it, you had to get it retuned. Turns out that's not the case. This this sounds pretty good here. Fake news, right? Good to know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This is where we tell you the stories of people that are looking for other people. They can't find them. So they tell the story online, hoping the other person will go there, see the story, and contact them. (laughs) In this case, it's hoping two people see it. It's called Girls Going Swimming. Man for Two Women. Hmm. My buddy and I were very into you and your friend a few weeks back. As you strolled down Main Street in Galt with your bikini tops on. You asked me if you're allowed to swim in the river. I kind of should have shot my shot there, but instead I just gave you a recommendation to try a conservation area instead. (laughs) Good call. I mean, you can swim in it. Uh, Technically, I mean, you can swim in any kind of water. You feeling lucky? (laughs) Not sure where you went after we spoke with you. It was a hot day and you were looking even hotter. I'm interested in chatting more with those ladies, in particular the one in the blue and white dress. My buddy was digging the girl in the pink top with the Bacardi tattoo under her boobs. If you see this and you're interested, feel free to make contact. That is a high commitment to Bacardi to get the logo (laughs) tattooed under your boob. That's a lot of rum (laughs) for someone to be like, you know, I would let God ride under these. This is a Bacardi logo. Fun fact, 50% of these beauties right here, rum. Right there. Rum. (laughs) All rum. And then we'll go swimming in the Grand River. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) And then you can help us get the leeches off. Ooh, Ooh, sexy. 
Uh, hey, good luck to them. I do hope they found it. There's so many lovely conservation areas, you know. You know, head out to Guelph even. I'll give Guelph Lake a shout out. That in the summer, fabulous, perfect, wonderful. Uh, you know, there's other places around here too that are wonderful. I'm a big fan of Bellwood. Giver. Bellwood, fabulous choice. Mm-hmm. Just jumping in the Grand right there, like at the bridge. Don't recommend it. Not good. This is called the Laundry Hottie. This is a woman looking for a man. This is an interesting scenario. Hi. We both did our laundry tonight at the same time, at the same place. And I couldn't take my eyes off of you. You were with a friend at first, and I overheard you thanking her for the help before she left. You didn't know how to work the machine. When she left, it got interesting. I felt you brushing against me while I was folding my laundry. And I said something to you after you tried to apologize for it. I did leave before you, but kept thinking about you on my way home and what I could do to help you. I thought of the $60 pants you accidentally ruined and how you mumbled that your daughter was going to kill you for it. (laughs) Maybe I'm reading this all wrong, but it seems like maybe you're newly separated or something. You're on your own maybe for the first time in a while. And I'd like to offer you the $60 to go out and buy her a new pair of pants because I think you deserve that for trying. Reach out and tell me what day and what laundromat. It's okay if you don't want a romantic connection, but let me at least pay for the pants. I think that's lovely. In fact, I've always put a price of $60 on effort. Well, you tried, (laughs) so 60 bucks is for you. Do you accept e-transfers for 60? (laughs) Um, maybe that maybe that is the case and maybe she read it all wrong don't don't get me wrong this could be she could have read this completely wrong but if that's true this guy's on his on on his own doing laundry for the first time he's renting a place that's like aw it's true at least he tried he did try that is key doesn't change the fact that he ruined that pair of pants and, you know, a, a very, very simple search on Google or YouTube can show you the proper way to do laundry. Mm-hmm. There's literally millions of videos that'll show you how to do that. Yeah, don't mix some colors. That's a good one. Careful what you put in the dryer. There's another one. Lots of great fun tips. Your detergent is important. It helps determine whether or not you need to buy new pants. So, um, I think that this is a really nice one. Especially with the whole, it's okay if you're not looking for anything romantic. I really just want to help. Okay, that's a nice maybe neighbor. Kind of sweet, right? I hope they find each other. That's That's got potential. You know, in every relationship, one person has to be strong at everything that you do. He doesn't need to be good at laundry. He needs to meet somebody who's good at laundry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all he has to do. I mean, perspective is everything, my friend. Uh, good luck to the two of them. I think that's really nice. Yeah, I wish you guys all the best. That's great. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.